Hello. My name is John Machado, and this is the Gunpowder Block Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. And we are joined by none other than Bentley Meadows, also known as Bad Dog. Hi, Bentley. Hey. Well, howdy. I am still prepping for the show. Sort awesome. Of kind of. Yeah. <clears throat> And I really didn't get shit done today, I can tell you that much. But, I did listen, I have been listening to a couple of different things, and I want to, uh, if I can do it real quick. And, and can you still hear me? I can hear you. Kevin Samuels. Remember that name. Kevin Samuels. <clears throat> there has been a wave of... I don't know what to call them. Inspirational speakers? Is that what they're called? Those guys that would like show up at <laughs> high schools and shit and like tell people all these incredible stories or whatever and try to get them to do better. Inspirational speakers? Is that what they were? Yeah. Yeah. So, or motivational? Motivational speakers. Yeah. That sounds right. Um, so there's been kind of a, a wave of inspira- motivational speakers for men recently. Um, the reason that this is needed is because it was up to us to uphold our society, not women. And we failed miserably. And I'm going to go ahead and take part in that. Not not uh, happily, though. Um, the reason that we are failing right now is because, uh, dare I say, we've allowed for much more of... Uh, uh, women's input. How about I piss them off right off the bat for all my female listeners? Um, I don't mean to say that in disrespect of women, but um, we have taken on too uh, too much of their input, as far as I'm concerned. I think I kind of just boiled it down there without really explaining it. I think I'm going to have to <laughs> I'm going to have to explain some of that. Just say that one more time. We've taken too much what? Women's input. Oh, okay. I think that's just kind of a, maybe more of a layman's way of saying it. Um, the way I see it, something like liberalism, which is an infectious cancer within our uh, political um, atmosphere, uh, liberalism is is feminine, right? You have a lot of feelings mixed in with liberalism. And I'm not talking about classical liberalism, I'm talking about modern liberalism. Oh yeah, you uh, get the, the feelings there. Yeah, the feelings. Well, who has feelings? Like, between the, the male and the, the masculine and the feminine, which one primarily is objective, which one is primarily... I mean, I know I'm kind of giving you the options, but which one's primarily uh, subjective, which one's objective, which one is uh, more... Um, physical based which one is more uh, thought or feeling based well I find myself when I do talk to a liberal I may say things like uh, your words just touched my private parts (laughs) 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 alright okay you know that's that's not bad I got that somewhere. I I don't know. I saw that in that form or something else somewhere. I kind of want to steal it. 
if I'm being honest. Well, I said it to a buddy of mine on uh, in a text. Yep. <laughs> he seemed a little bit offended by it. <laughs> um, I, shit, that's something you could send to me, and I'd be like, I will continue on. You're welcome, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. No, it's just, uh, like, uh, this guy, uh, Kevin Samuels, who I think is better than Andrew Tate. I think he's better. So you have Andrew Tate that's come out. Oh, who else? Why am I you know, I was thinking about Andrew Tate again. About well, we're going to talk a little bit more about him, too. Because ahead, he is being held for sexual whatever in, in Romania. Right. And I'm like, yeah, he's doing that in Romania, a country known for everybody getting away with doing that. And I'm like, and he has been arrested for it there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so yeah. is he really bad at... Is it really true? Because, you know, I never, I don't know. Right. I really, I don't know. I, I only heard Owen Benjamin talking about the video. Yeah. Well, he certainly, I, I wouldn't say, I think he has morals. But he's done some very uncouth things in order to get the money that he's got, which is kind of what I was... <clears throat> pointing at the other day when I was talking, when we were talking. So, uh, if, uh, he, he would look at my sister, I'd probably want to kick his you-know-what, right? I wouldn't want my sister hanging out with that no. guy. No, well, um, I don't know. He's just kind of an out loud if that makes sense. Um, he's, I mean, as far as I, I know, he treats women pretty well. What okay. he did, the thing that I said that was uncouth about the manner in which he made money is that he basically started his own. Uh, <coughs> what's that stupid thing that girls go on and they show you know they masturbate basically in front of the OnlyFans. So he basically started an OnlyFans company and brought all these girls in and and uh, got a cut, kind of like a pimp, right? Like an online pimp got a cut of. Uh, of their money and uh, had them out there, which, you know, it's a business, whatever, that's kind of, um, you know, what the free market is to an effect. Uh, but that that's how he made his money. Now, it's uncouth to me because it's, it's basically pornography. Um, you know, and he's very boisterous about the playboy lifestyle that he lives. Okay. You know, not, not that I, I'm necessarily, um, I necessarily don't like that, I guess. Uh, I don't care about that. You know, that's He's got the money. He wants to do what he wants to do. I want him to have the freedom to do that. <laughs> you know, any decisions he makes is between him and God. Now, um, I've also heard... So these are, I think these are more so rumors than anything, that he's converted to um, uh, Islam. I don't know how true that one is. But also with this story of him getting arrested, I don't know how true that is. I've heard rumors that it was all a... a, a set up or not a set up a um, a fake could be <clears throat> could be you know and this would also kind of be the second time that this has happened to him second I think the first time first time was I know that was because some girl at least the story from them was some girl from America came over and was found herself partying with Andrew Tate her boyfriend saw it on Instagram got mad and texted her and she played as if you know she 
didn't do anything wrong and and the tates were holding her there and and then the cops got called but there was also i think another situation uh, where okay a swatting you know i don't know if you know what swatting is it's, nope. it usually happens between gamers um streamers oh whatever. okay yeah i know what that is then yeah that's that's kind of what I think happened another time. I know I've heard that story. Um, he's still all over uh, YouTube shorts. I see him all over the place. And I see people talking about him, all sorts of shit. So um, I don't know what to believe at this point. But, a lot, you know, there's a lot of things that he's talking about in terms of that I certainly agree with uh, in terms of men being men and taking back their masculinity and being bold in... in um, in their actions and um, knowing what they want out of women and not settling for this debaucherous um, so many negative adjectives I want to add on to this about women's lifestyles nowadays you know you have a society in the west I don't know if I can if, if that makes sense you have Western society that that's, that kind of makes a little bit better sense. Um, who or which now promotes um, women to be equal to men? It's all you know. You hear about the uh, uh, equality and and you know women should you know be leaders and all sorts of other shit. Um, and it's just not true, and it's fucking ruining everything. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that women are just ruining everything, but this trend into trying to get them up on the same level as men uh, is not helping, and it will not help. It'll it'll wreck society. Because and and uh, you see a lot of uh, interchangeable or intermingling things like trans um, transsexual bullshit, and you know the gay stuff and. You know, all that, and again, all of that is liberalism, all of that is neoliberalism, and all of that is feminine. It's all about feelings and how do you feel and giving in to your feelings and do what thou wilt type Satanist shit. I'm not, again, I'm not saying that women are Satanists. I'm not trying to equate the two, but there's the liberal that. ideal, yeah. today's yeah. liberal. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> which I predicted way back when. Nice. When Obama wow. wanted the uh, the gay marriage thing, then when he made that happen with same sex, I was like, "Oh, it's on now." Yeah, yeah, and that was never for. Yeah, I'm not saying that there there probably were some gays that were like, "Yeah, we want to get married," but overall, that was never about rights. That was all to do with like um, undermining marriage, undermining marriages. You know, oh, yeah. well, it was like uh, there were a certain amount of states I can't remember that had same-sex marriage in it. Now, most states had it that you could get, you know, legal binding contract with somebody, and oh, you yeah. could go so get married. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they had to make a big deal. It wasn't like it was not happening, but they had to put it into books. And I guess he made it happen because he was like, "Well, we might as well just do it because." 23 states have it now already. Right. Yeah, that kind of felt like how that went. No, that's how right. that went. Yeah, that's... There yeah. wasn't a vote like, or anything. He's no. like, we're just going to make it happen. That's why they made a bill out of it this... while O'Biden is president, because I think that was just a uh, executive order. 
kind of thing. Well, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't a constitutional process to making it an amendment. Yeah, yeah. It was just like there's already twenty some states that have it. So, yeah, yeah. And again, that falls on us. I'm gonna kind of. I'm kind of shitting on both sides. You know, Um, us men stopped being men. I don't know when. Um, I've had my feelings like part of it could be from the 60s and the hippie movement and the, the push um, uh, from that, uh, you know, free love and all that bullshit. Uh, that's that's kind of what I think if it didn't start it, it certainly um, set it on a, a faster path towards, uh, you know, um, breaking up the traditional family, um, giving way to uh the uh divorce rate um the the uh custody situation within the court system um taking uh a lot of dignity away from men you know in in the name of uh equal or equality for women and uh it never should have been we are not equal uh, let me just say it like this <laughs> uh <laughs> Men and women are not equal. We never have been. We never will be. Women can't do the things that men can do. Now, I could be nice and say, well, men also can't do the things that women could do. But I don't want to say that right now. Do I believe it? Sure. And I did kind of say it in an indirect fashion. But I want to focus on the fact that women can't do the shit that men can do. Women should not be police officers. Women should not be firefighters. Women should not be in the military. Maybe... When it comes to like the paper pushing bullshit aspect of it, fine. Uh, women should not be in the uh, law enforcement um, side of the FBI, the CIA, any of those things. Now, these are my beliefs. I don't know if they're Bentley's. I don't know if he agrees with me or not, but that's where I stand, and that's what I believe um, men should think, and we should boldly say it. But I will. I think I know why uh, they don't, and that is. Men are afraid of women. And it's not that they're afraid of getting beat up. Um, They're afraid of a couple things. And I think the most important is they're afraid of not getting pussy. Flat out. I think that's the number one biggest thing. They're afraid that if they say something uh, that that a woman doesn't like, that she's going to hold off the goods. And, you know, we like the goods a lot. <laughs> um, now, there, I mean, there's other aspects of it, you know, especially for married men such as myself. Uh, certainly was this in my first marriage. Um, you know, I would put the pieces back together after every fight because she was more, more than willing to get a divorce and take my son away from me. I, I off the, right off the bat, even if it ends up 50-50, I'm missing half my time with my kid. That is frightening. And, and, and as it happened, and my son is now 12, he's about to turn 13, um, the last 10 years, I have I've only spent five years with my son. And it is it kills a man. It rips the heart right out of their chest. It will put a man on his fucking knees right now. And that is a big problem. It's a big fucking problem. When you see, you know, like, the happy wife, happy life, fucking bullshit, I hate that fucking saying. 
because then it goes to say, well, the woman, the woman basically runs the show. You got to make her happy, and the man has to do everything he can to do that. And that's horseshit. The woman should be making the man happy too. As I've said it before, um, sorry if I'm talking too long. As I said it before, when it came to like uh, the feminists going, oh, you want them pregnant, barefoot in the kitchen? Yeah, yes, I do. That sounds like a dream. You better have your fucking shoes off in my house. Because I don't want you stomping through with your muddy shoes and getting dirt all over the place. Because then you're going to have to clean it up. <laughs> yeah, in the kitchen. Women are known to be good cooks. It's a traditional thing. And that's wonderful. Yes. Women would get in the kitchen and cook up stuff for, you know, whatever celebration or holiday or what have you. And that's what they did. And it was wonderful. I remember growing up and all of my aunts and, and uh, my mom and grand mother or whatever all in the kitchen together you know making a phenomenal meal and we sit down and the men were just so overjoyed that they had made that meal and it tasted so good and yada 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 and then pregnant absolutely I'd love to see traditional mother fathers be married and have kids by the way I didn't do that I didn't do it the traditional way was I married and had a kid sure but I, and I'm Catholic <laughs> we got pregnant while engaged now, we were engaged to be married, so we were already kind of on the track for that, but, you know, I'm a sinner, too. I'm no, I'm no perfect angel over here. But I would rather men and women hold off, refrain from sex, even though I know I joke about it and stuff like that, you know. I'm also a man. I'm going to say shit. But I'd rather them hold off and abstain from sex until marriage. Get married. Get married. Uh, get married consummate the marriage, move in together, have a baby, all that stuff. That is a fucking dream. That would make this country so much stronger if we would promote that. And that's all the government has to do. That's all we have to do is promote these good, old-fashioned tradition things because the new shit that's coming out is, is destructive. Absolutely destructive. What say you? Well... I've worked with, say, the guys under 30 have no clue. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, I'm 55. I got more game than you. <laughs> oh, I, that's, a, that's what I've heard a lot of, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. And they were, you know, all on video. And I'm like, no, dude, come on. Why don't you go down to the bar? dance with the girl I'm like look at me I was like I got game <laughs> you know I'm not the best looking dude I was like some of these guys are good looking guys I'm like I wouldn't even have to have any game if I looked like you come on what the hell oh I, I know it <clears throat> I think that's what turned me into a salesman no shit was trying to get with girls you know, I think oh. it's kind of really turned because I had to sell myself. I'm not Brad fucking Pitt. You know, um, I'm not hideous. I don't. I don't think I'm hard to look at. Um, I give myself a five. Anybody that can watch my videos and see what you think, I think that's a pretty nice. You know, middle ground. <laughs> but, I picked uh, up some moves. I beat out. I got some pretty girls, man. Fucking knocked out. You know, uh, I beat out other guys for them. How did I do that? Well, I had to sell myself. So, but yeah, that's something that I have heard is uh, a lot of women are very frustrated with not being approached. You know, they get all done up, which is fine. 
Um, they get all done up and they go out to the club. Women, stop going to the club. Stop it right fucking now. Find something else to do. Stop going to clubs. Clubs are um, clubs are and always have been uh, a simulation of uh, how do I want to say? It's basically a simulation of sex to an effect. Uh, especially the dancing. The dancing has become so fucking raunchy. Oh, so raunchy. Um, I mean, I just saw uh, uh, ballerinas. What was the is uh, these black girls um, doing ba- uh, becoming ballerinas or whatever the fuck that dance is called? And uh, but they were like twerking while doing it, and it's like fucking gross. This is this is uh, utter disgrace to to dancing, you know. Um, if if you think that that's a, a good thing to add to your culture, you've got something wrong with you, you know. Um, but that's we've gotten to this point because of the '90s and the club scene starting then. I would say. I mean, I know it kind of goes back to Studio Fifty Four back in the '70s, maybe even before that. But this raunch, like dirty dancing, was. <coughs> I keep using the phrase indoctrination. And it's, I use it because it's important. And I might even like use it so much that it's becoming like a cliche or something. But it's important. That's why I use it all the time. Oh, it's we programming. Have all, it's programming. We have all been indoctrinated our entire lives. This shit has been going on since the early 1900s, if not before that. We have all been indoctrinated from a very young age, and we have been guided towards uh, the more debaucherous lifestyle. And that's where you see something like, in our entertainment, you have a a movie like Dirty Dancing, right? And now you have uh, twerking. Now, there's a lot that happened in between there. I'm not fucking trying to skip over all that, but, you know, for the sake of the uh, podcast... Uh, time. Well, twerking know. is twerking to me. I get it. I, I get w- what it is, but I'm like, as far as like uh, dancing, okay. <laughs> I don't consider that dancing, but oh, it's absolutely simulated. It's uh, simulated sex. Well, yeah, and it's gr- like it's all the uh ladies, stop it with the fat asses. We like we like a nice ass. We don't want you know a flat ass. But fat asses, like, oh, gross, nasty. Quit it. Quit it right now. <laughs> right now. The fat ass bullshit and the fucking, ugh, all, ugh, just quit it. Go work out. Go do some cardio. Stop it with the fucking fat ass twerking bullshit. Ugh. See how uh, I'm like in a mood, I think, tonight. I came in hot. You, you want to thumb wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this uh, what was his name? I said, don't forget, Kevin. Kevin Summers, Summer Samuels. Samuels. Yeah, uh, I I really like. Oh, uh, Peter uh, uh, Jordan Peterson. He was somebody that kind of came out in that same effect. Now, given he he more so started gaining fame because of the pronoun stuff, but his primary. Um, Audience. I don't think it's his target audience necessarily. I don't think he has a target uh, <clears throat> outside of everyone as a whole. But his his primary 
audience is men. And been trying to and and arguing on the side of men because we've been we've been um, abandoned. We've been forgotten of, you know. And and again, in the name of equality for women, um, we have been uh, demonized. You know, uh, <clears throat> you have these feminists uh, that are I, I, that are getting their way, and um, you know, now we have something like a phrase like toxic masculinity. That masculinity masculinity can be toxic. Well, your fucking femininity can be toxic. I've putrid. Grown up huh? It is putrid. <laughs> I mean, fem- real femininity within a woman. When you see it, it's awe-inspiring. It is. It is. It's beauty. It's true beauty. Well, here, here you go. Here's me and my, my honey. We're out walking the other day. <clears throat> and she likes to hold my hand while we do that. And uh, I always uh, stay between her and traffic, right? Yeah. And uh, so I was switching to that side. And she's like, oh, no, that's my purse side. And I'm like, I don't care. Move the purse. I'll carry the purse. But I got to get on this side. It's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> you know, I'll carry a pink purse, but I gotta be over here because I'll switch back and forth depending on whatever. It's good. That's damn good. I like that. You know, and, and I uh, open the yeah, door, but men that. don't. Uh, like I got manners, dude. Oh, I'm dude. ate up with them. Yeah. I know yeah, all the social rules and cues. People don't have a clue about what those are anymore. No, and I'm so glad you said that. What has happened is women, because of this equality bullshit, have started uh, uh, carrying on characteristics of men. They become more masculine, and men have been emasculated. I think I said that word right. Um, now it's it's bad if a man shows his masculinity, and it's good if a woman. Um, acts like a man, you know, goes out and they, there's this new phrase, body count, and I, I hate it, I hate it like most things that come from the mainstream, <clears throat> it's just, it's overused, um, it's, it's, it's just said to be cool, you know, and I just, I've never liked that, uh, I think right. I, well, now that I know what it is, my, anytime anybody ever would ask me that, I'm going to say 42, 42! <laughs> I saw, I saw a uh, a short about a guy being asked his body count, and he was like, oh, somewhere around thirty, and the, it was like a confusion. And the other guy was like, "Holy crap, that's a lot!" And he was like, "Yeah, that's what. What do you mean body count?" He's like, "How many people you've had sex with?" And he was like, "Oh, one or like zero. And he was like, what did you mean by body count? You know what I mean? So it like turns out that he's a murderer. Uh, yeah, that's just, it's, and it's disgusting. Ladies, no man wants to be with you when they know that you've been ran through uh, like a fucking uh, uh, train department. Depot? Train? Why can't I think of words? That, that would have made so, that would have been so much better if I would have thought of what the other word was. And I was trying. Right before I came up with that, I was like, oh, Turnstall. Train. train station. <clears throat> Damn it. Um, 
But no, seriously, no, I don't want door to. Knob. I remember <laughs> there was a there was a saying that um, <clears throat> whatever, like if you were to ask uh, any individual person how many people they had slept with, um, men, you need to divide. What is it? Divide by three. Women, you need to multiply by three. That's fucking gross, and it, it also isn't good math. Um, but that's disgusting. That that's gross. Now. Um, me and my wife have both been with numerous people prior to each other. Um, I'm I'm more than her. Um, I don't buy into that saying, by the way. But uh, I mean, you know, I had been with some women that had. Oh, there was one that was. Uh, she was she was pretty, and uh, apparently needed a lot of attention. And I think I think if if I can try and figure it out, like why do women do this? And I think it has to do with the the father. You know, um, so you know, I gotta be a really good dad. I gotta be very attentive. I gotta, I gotta let her know how much I care and that she's worth more than, you know, uh, giving up, giving her up her virginity before marriage. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna be so good about that. But um, this girl that I was with had been with, I think I was somewhere around fifty for her. This was fucking twenty years ago. That's gross. That was gross back then. You know, women, I, it, just in case you wanted to know what men think, or at least what this guy thinks. Um, and I'm not alone, by the way. I know that there's a lot of men out there that are the same way. And there's there's a lot of others who have stated it, maybe not in so many words. I mean, it's what the word ho means. You know, you got uh, Ludacris' song, uh, and which his lyrics say that you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. I love He's that song, and just so you know, it is a ringtone for a uh, girl I know. <laughs> Use a hoe. Use a hoe. She's and then <laughs> she's like, uh, she was sitting there when she heard she called, and then she heard that, and she's like, "Is that my ringtone?" <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well, this girl was like, uh, <clears throat> I called every one of her boyfriends. She's a, I've known her since she was in diapers, right? I, I know her dad. This girl actually named one of her kids after me. It's kind of funny, but I've known her for a long time, so I know this girl. Yeah. And all her boyfriends are like, oh, well, my name's blah, blah. And I'll be like, okay, you're Billy, right? You realize that. Right. <laughs> and they were all Billy because you aren't going to be around long enough for me to know your name, dude. So, always referred to her boyfriends as Bill, Billy. And then one day she announced that she was uh, going to date a guy when I was living in Moab. I had her come out and stay with us. <laughs> and uh, so she's like announcing to me and my honey that she's going to date a local boy. And I, oh. while we were eating dinner, so I dropped my fork and knife on my plate. And I was like, oh, great. And I looked over at my honey. And I was like, now we get to find out who the biggest piece of shit is in this town. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, this is more of a complex 
issue too. I think that there's a lot of factors, you know, into what is. Um, I don't want to just boil it down to one thing and blame women. Uh, you know, as I said, I, it's a, a, in large part has to do with men. But you know, a lot of women are are complaining about um, the lack of chivalry and. And, you know, there's been more of a discussion on, you know, first dates and who pays, you know, for the dinner. And I had always grown up paying for the dinner. And if I wanted, you know, if I asked a girl out to a date, I pay for the dinner. Oh, yeah. That's the manly thing to do. Um, but it's changing now. And, and there's a big reason why is because the more masculine that a woman acts, the, the less ladylike. Right, the more that men just don't want that, you know. There's a, a, a comedian I had seen. Um, I've been watching more of his stuff, but he was finally brave enough to step on stage and go, uh, "We're not equal. We're not the same." Because if you're to say that we're equal, is is to say that we're the same. And he was like, "That's the thing that I like most about women is they're not dudes," you know. And it's like it's so simple, and we all know it. But there is a rejection of reality that's happening, and it's being projected out onto us uh, through all of the industrial complexes, uh, most certainly the, in, the entertainment industrial complex, and, um, and within academia. Uh, as I've said, we've been indoctrinated with this to be conditioned to think this way, but people are very unhappy. You know, the divorce rate is, is upwards of 50%, um, if not higher. I'm a part of that. I'm not pretending as if I'm, you know, not. Uh, I've been through one divorce. Um, and there is a... Uh, there is a, uh, a... A problem within many, many relationships of a more masculine... Um, I don't want to say stance. More masculine attempt at uh, controlling the relationship by women um, and us men are not happy with it and a lot of times we're already you know we've already got kids and what have you and, and men are are having to <clears throat> because of the ins the incentive for women to divorce men you know um, because they'll get half of everything if not everything they might get the whole house they might get a car uh, they'll get at least half the time rarely rarely do you hear of the man getting the majority of time or even full custody the woman has to be a real fuck up for the husband or the man to get full custody you know and yeah. men are <laughs> men are petrified of this and I can I can attest to it I was absolutely petrified of um, ever divorcing my first wife <clears throat> and this is before like shit really hit the fan and I was like I have to do this it, it's done and I have to do it you know um, and even at, at both times I was fucking petrified it's why in the beginning I'd always like I said I'd, I'd pick up the pieces and I'd, I'd make her happy and you know say sorry I was always the one saying sorry and I'm, I'm, see I'm hearing a lot more of that and by the way that's not what women want women don't even know what they want I'll make that bold proclamation right now. Women don't know what the fuck they want. They really don't. But I'll tell you what they want. They want real men who are going to fucking take charge. And they're going to be real men. Now, they might not like it right away when you start acting like it. 
you know, when you put your fucking foot down. But I've said it on this show. Shit, my, my wife, I almost got her on this podcast. If ever I do, I promise you I will ask, if I can remember, I will ask her, did I not say that there is one captain to this vessel and you aren't it? <laughs> and you'll see what you'll see her response. I promise you I said that shit. You know? I've had a fucking, I've had a jerk a knot in her tail. You know? Hey, <laughs> fucking straighten up right now. You know? Um, and I mean, given, and, and this is the back and forth, I mean, men and women's relationships, and this is what it was always supposed to be, is that it's a compliment from both sides. You know? It's a compliment. And men compliment women, and women compliment men, and, you know, the women are supposed to be the gentle creatures, and nurturing, and love, and, and understanding, and and yes, part of that is submission to the man. This all goes back to the fucking early days of, of our existence, of battle, quite frankly. It wasn't the women out there protecting the men. Never was. Never will be. It was the men that had to protect the women, and also had to build the hunter-gatherers. You know, and women don't like hearing this shit. I, I, not. And I'm not saying all women. You know, there's a whole slew of very conservative women out there that that absolutely agree and are probably even more bold spoken than I am about this. <clears throat> but you know, the way that that things are changing, well, they're, is, they're probably anybody would dis- be disagreeing with you is probably not listening or already their vagina exploded. <laughs> Well, they're probably not liking how I put it, and that's okay. And I'm and I'm, listen, I'm struggling to to say some of this stuff too. You know, it's like I've I've I grew up agreeable, I grew up somewhat meek. You know, um, had some shit happen to me where I lost my aggression, and I can I've I've um, analyzed my life many a time to where I, I've kind of pinpointed some of these times in my life when I lost that aggression and it fucking it really upsets me that I ever lost it and it's something that I'm building up in my son. I'm, I am making sure to um, to what's the word? <sighs> support but it's it's not support, it's another word I can't think of right now. Support my son's masculinity and his aggression when he plays hockey. I've told him I said son, he got a penalty one day and um, he lost his temper on the ice and he slammed his stick down on the ice a few times because of whatever happened. I think he got a call against him. Um, and there was another uh, play where uh, the other team was holding on to his stick. The other uh, player was holding on to his stick and he fucking turned around and punched him in the back of the head. Got a penalty. <laughs> and uh, In fact, he got a, a Gordie Howe hat trick that day, which is a, a goal and assist in a fight. And he threw a punch, so technically it's a fight. Now, when he got off the ice, and I met him, and I got in the car, I said, listen, I said, when you're playing hockey, that is your game. I don't mean like hockey's your game. I mean the game that you're in, what you're doing at that time. That is your game. You can let out all your bottled-up aggression, and I'm not going to say anything. Because they catch it, you go into the penalty box, there's your punishment. I said, but I want what I do want you to do is I want you to always stay aggressive. Because aggression will beat out... Fuck, I always fuck up the saying. Aggression will beat out... <clears throat> not defensiveness. It's... Ah, whatever the word is. It's like meekness or whatever it is. Or... Uh, not scared. 
not being scared but aggression will win out more times than not so stay aggressive and I, I really try to support his masculinity I've told him I told him this because you know we've, there's the saying or whatever uh, boys boys don't cry or boys can't cry or whatever right mm-hmm. a lot of us kind of experience that I've told my sons there are two times when you can cry it's when you're really hurt <laughs> and when you're really sad other than that you lock it up do not cry you, you suck them back in <laughs> you know yeah you Great. can't do it if somebody hurt your feelings yeah Suck you, it up. you be a man and you deal with it because that's what we do that's what men do and I want you to be a man so that's you know that's a couple examples but you know it's what men need to be doing for their children now with all the shit that's gone down with me and my ex-wife there are some areas that she does not fuck with and, and that's kind of one of them you know I've talked about fighting with her um, I've told her I don't care what you say Somebody fucks with him, I've told him to kick their ass. And she goes, I agree. Goes, All right. Good, because I don't give a fuck what you do. <laughs> I'd have told him that either way. But um, we're, we've been losing it for a long time. And we've been, you know, man. It, and, I, and I think, as I said, it's a complex issue. There's a, there's a lot of facets and a lot of factors to all of it. Um, one of the biggest one, man, was, you know, the, the custody thing, I think, for men. And um, not just for the men, not just for the fathers, but more so for the generations after. I think it really, really fucked up when um, the courts did a one-size-fits-all to an effect. I know that some are different, and some, you know, they do different things with some cases, you know. But where most courts, most states are pro-mother that's where it fucked up where it gave you know almost automatically gave more time to the mother and uh you know there's parts to it you know the men had were already working the women were stay-at-home moms um not in all cases but uh the father wasn't able to take the kid half the time because he had to work you know that was a part of it or whatever it may be um but what it did was it started to create generations of children who understood that life? I was a part of that, um, and and made it and normalized it, and that was a destructive thing to happen to our society. It started. That's what started the emasculation of our boys because they spent more time around their moms than they did their dads. And every child deserves to have their mom and dad have equal effect on their lives. I mean, yes, mothers. <clears throat> mothers in the scenario of being at home with a father coming home kids need to see their parents showing affection to one another they need that and in fact i would say that they need it not just you know saying it to you know say the word you know say the phrase or whatever they need it no they absolutely need it because when those the parents fight it's crumbling the foundation for those kids you know, it's it's almost for men. It's almost taking away their aggressiveness. That's that's necessary for them to grow up. You know, to be strong men. Um, because later on in life, what that aggression will do once you know once they've been working at a place for so long, they'll feel their worth. They'll do a good job for the most part. When they've done a good job, they'll feel their worth, and that aggression will make them work harder. But also ask for raises. 
and without that, now work is just work, and they don't res- they don't respect um, what earning something is. You know, <clears throat> right? And well, I had a uh, a buddy of mine. He's in Spokane, and I guess uh, Washington State's a not a right to work or or it's a anyway. Um, they can just fire you. Yeah, right to work. And um, the the um, somebody was quitting because you have to join the union to work there. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't like that, <laughs> you know. But okay, yeah. I'm not. I don't know. I got my my things about unions. I was raised around a powerful steelworkers union and I know how strikes and contracts and all that works I got it I know I was up in it and uh and then after I you know I know how his union is and I was like well man I don't blame him I was like dude I was like I wouldn't I'd tell him I'm not going to join your club you know one of y'all can pay my dues but I'm not paying $74 a month for this union you know, but you all need someone like me here working. Won't you all go ahead and pay that for me? I'm good there to have go. around. When I've said that, <laughs> you know, not necessarily that, but in my bargaining right. for pay over the years, I've gotten clever. <laughs> yeah. Even when yeah, it was like uh, a kid and they'd want to pay me minimum wage. I'd be like, oh, no, minimum wage. So you showed that aggression is what you're saying. You had the aggression in order to... Well, I knew I was worth money. Yeah. Like, I remember a, uh, I told a manager when I was waiting tables that, hey, I can't work. It was a team thing. I can't work with this guy anymore. I'm going to quit. And he's like, well, I'll just hire the next person that walks through the door. And I was stopped because he was behind me walking I turned around I was like no you'll hire the next two people dude and I was like and then you'll have to hire another two and a few more twos before you find another me <laughs> but yeah. he's like okay alright <laughs> yeah I mean to kind of reflect on what I was saying about um, liberalism being feminine and about feelings uh, take and I'm I'm trying to equate it or make it in parallel to the unions. Um, I kind of feel the same way that you do. I used to say that unions were needed at one time, but you know, I'm curious. I I I would like to, not that I'm going to do it right now, but I'd like to go back and see what the government's involvement in the free market was at that time. Um, <clears throat> when unions started to develop, and maybe even uh, a couple decades prior. To see what the government's involvement was, you know, um, because there's a part of me that really wrestles with it. I, from what I've seen in unions, I've worked in, I've worked in and around unions, and um, I've worked non-union. And the job I have now, there's no union. I don't ever want there to be a union. Um, I'm, I love my job. Uh, I, I highly like it. I'll say it like that. I don't necessarily love it. It's still a job. I'd much rather be an author. And I wouldn't... If I were an author, I wouldn't want there to be some bullshit union, you know? 
Um, I don't want I don't want to have to pay dues or none of that shit. <coughs> Fuck them. I'd rather you know make my content and uh, and put it out there, and whoever wants it gets it. You know, but um, it's kind of like in welfare. If it, it, at least that's the idea, or the first thought that comes to mind as we're talking about unions, um, because in unions, what you're having is this um, centralized government to an effect that is arguing for you, and there's going to be there's people who want it, want these certain things, and people that don't. Um, and the union, you know. I guess they try to make it all work out as best they can, or at least that's what the the union reps say. Uh, and they go and they they bargain. Um, and a lot of times, you know, both sides are are somewhat happy and somewhat not happy. And and uh, to a certain effect, it's kind of like with welfare, where <clears throat> you're given so much but not enough, right? And I would say that that's more of a feminine thing where women look at it at at somebody who's poor and says, "Ah, oh, we need to do something for them. We need to give them something." You know, where I think a more masculine way of looking at it is, "Light a fire under ass. Go get a job. Go work. Bust your ass. Get out of it. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps." You know, I don't even know I don't even know if I like that saying. Pick yourself up off the floor, dust yourself off, and get your ass to work. Now, given there's, you know, I've talked about this before. There's some answers I don't have, people. Okay. Um, what about the the elderly person that can't work anymore and doesn't have any family? What do you do for them? They're gonna die. What about the mentally handicapped kids that everybody's abandoned them and they're in a home? Somebody's got to take care of them, right? Uh, what about the orphans who don't have any family and can't work? Especially because of laws. Not that I'm saying I want kids to work, but they don't have any way of taking care of themselves. So what do you do about that? Now, I would argue that charity would take care of all of it, especially if we could get the government out of everybody's way, because the government always fucks up. Um, again, with these shorts that I've been watching all day, <laughs> to an effect. Um, Yellowstone. I have not watched Yellowstone yet, for anybody that wants to gasp at uh, at me, because of how much I've talked about um Deadwood and Justified and and loving in Tombstone and loving westerns and being from the South. I've never watched Yellowstone. I mean, I've watched the first two episodes of the first season, but you have to get I up here. I have to subscribe to Peacock to get it. But anyway, long story short, um, I haven't seen it. It's it's pretty good. I did uh, actually order it from the the first season one from the uh, library the, the, I mean the first few seasons that I've seen it have been pretty good and all I'm hearing it you know all over the place like especially my dad when I, I just talked to, I just had him over for Christmas and um, he was shocked he's like you haven't seen just or you haven't seen uh, Yellowstone yet like, oh man yeah Holy I haven't shit. seen Ozark either not one episode I've seen I think the first two seasons of Ozark but it it just wasn't it was good but it didn't grip me in, you know. I wasn't like, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta watch the next season or whatever. Um, now, given I think there's going to be two or three seasons left, I think they're on their final season um, to watch. So that'll be kind of cool, you know, to binge all of that when I'm ready and able. But and I and what's so sad about me 
going off on these stupid side tangents. I forgot the point I was going to make about Yellowstone. <laughs> Damn it. You were watching shorts <clears throat> about yeah, it. Yeah, it was it was Yellowstone. It was Kevin Costner. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, welfare, women. Ah, oh, fuck. I can't remember. But, um, no, it's it's women... Or I'm sorry, a more, a more feminine way of thinking is, uh, you know, the women want to basically just give. And that's the nurturing side of them. I'm not saying that femininity is bad. But it can't be... Um, it's not good to rule with femininity. It's in subjectivity, which is kind of mutual, mutually, um, not exclusive. What's the other word for inclusive? Mutually inclusive, I guess. Whatever. I can't think of words tonight. Um, things need to be ran objectively, um, without this interference of these the especially a feminized uh, government body of, of whatever effect oh that's what it was with uh, Yellowstone um, the main guy Kevin Costner was I think talking to his grandson and he was talking about all of the different regulations he was talking about how hard it was to be a rancher because it deals with ranchers and the son was like, well, what do you mean? And he was like, well, there's uh, federal regulations. They're cattle ranchers. Federal regulations. There's state regulations. There's uh, county res- regulations. People in the city tell us how we have to do these things. They're suing us uh, constantly because they don't like how we raise the cattle that, you know, or raise the food that they eat. And that, I guess that's a big part of all of it. Um, of the whole storyline and, and they bring in I know that at some point they bring in some feminist um, vegan or or vegetarian or whatever the fuck she is uh, but he's right uh, and, and as he's t- saying this stuff I'm just like god I hate government oh my gosh there, there are there are so many and especially if you remember um, it's just a know, bunch a of middlemen yeah and it's primarily, like he said, there's city people who have no idea. I was just watching Gavin McGinnis on the Anthony Cumia show, and they were talking about this. City people have no clue how to sustainably run farming at all, <clears throat> whatsoever. And I love that Yellowstone touches on this. I know I saw another short where um, one of his policy advisors, I think he becomes the governor at some point, and one of his policy advisors is talking about um, this type of grass, and he's like, and they 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 have to do whatever you know that's going to hurt the farming community in order to save the grass, and he's like, Kevin Costner's rebuttal was, well, what about the seventy acres that you're gonna you're gonna put these um, solar panels on? And the guy was like, well, there's no indication that that's going to do anything to the grass. And he's like, but you have to tear up the grass, or you have to tear up this this brush in order to put it in, right? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, that's where this grass, grass thrives and grows. So you're going to totally eliminate all of this grass. Now, given this was in a story on a TV show, but this happens more times than not. We have a bureaucratic uh, agency called the BLM. It's not Black Lives Matter movement. It's the Bureau of Land Management. They were the ones that got in the uh, 
the gun standoff, one of my favorite things in my lifetime to see with the government, uh, a standoff with the, with the Bundys. The Bureau of Land Management has fucked up more shit um, than any farmer ever, ever. Farmers make the land better. These, uh, these damn bureaucrats know nothing. These people in the city know nothing about farming, yet they want to come in and they've, they've got these lobbyists that are environmentalists. Even the vi- environmentalists don't know shit. You know, like the the hardworking men and women that you know, f- generations upon generations have been farmers and and know how to take care of the land. It's just like um, what's happened out in California. All of these major fires out there—that's because the the government got involved. It's not to say that there haven't been wildfires, but the how severe they are is because of the government involvement. The water drought out in California is because of the government's involvement. Because at one point. California, somebody came up with the wise idea of making reservoirs so that they had plenty of water. They'd capture all of this water, all the rainwater, which is all filtered ocean water. All of the rainwater would come in and they'd be able to catch it in these reservoirs and then they'd have plenty of fresh water throughout these droughts. Well, guess what the government started to do? Get rid of the reservoirs. Empty the reservoirs. Are you fucking insane? See what I mean? Like, this is a fucking government not knowing shit about what good, hardworking people actually do. And this is what always happens. The government, it breaks everything they touch. Well, they've been infiltrated, dude, with, like, not people like me and you anymore. And that's why, like, people like me and you really need to get really more proactive. I know go run for office or talk to somebody we know into doing it yeah you know i had a guy that i know ran for the i don't know something chambers anyway a kid i grew up with he won back home and uh he was on somebody else's podcast that i know and and i was like uh I listened to it and it was awesome because my boy pat lucas when they asked him every question it was an answer a real live answer and it was just cool that you know that you don't get that kind of thing from a politician anymore no no like i upset somebody today from a post that i made three years ago (laughs) yeah because i talked about oh yay clinton and trump ran for president you know whoever you wanted to win whatever it's just the fact that these two idiots are running for the top job in our country this is where we are (laughs) yeah and my sister just she about blew it she didn't like it she's a trump fan so she's like well who would you vote for who else and i was like yeah i wrote in frank zappa And she came um, back, well, he supported Hillary Clinton, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, he was dead. I think most – that would be a, a fun um, question, thought, whatever, workout, um, is to ask other Trump supporters uh, if they think that uh, there was a better person out there that could run the government better than Trump. I well, think yeah, there is. But they weren't running. 
There wasn't anybody. I was, you know, he's as good as sure, anybody. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't. Yeah, well, he, he did better than whoever. most. But then again, you know, I'm like, okay, well, he sure. did fast line the uh, vaccine, got that going, wrote it up, an emergency Promoted executive yeah. order, you know, put shut down America, gave everybody trillions of dollars to sit on their ass for a year, and. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, who is this wonderful? My sister was even started putting <laughs> Bible stuff with him. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, he wasn't the second coming. Um, he, I mean, it, 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 for who he was and getting into that position, he did a great job. He did a great job, flat out. Yeah, he I would a, say, not, you not know, great, as far as any of the other job. ones, for me, he did a better job for me. Than yeah. any of the other ones, he did a much up until he did that much better job than then all when the he pre- did that prior president. Yeah, that wasn't great, and and it's good. It is fine to critique him. Oh, and he Trump let supporters. the country burn. I am a Trump supporter. That whole summer, he let that yeah. happen. He let that just go and go and go and well, go. You know, I mean, and go. And he could have put a stop to all of it right then, but and then there probably wouldn't even have been a COVID. <laughs> that's so that's where like I might disagree just a tad because it you know we tend and this is something I feel like I don't know we've acts maybe maybe um organically uh condition ourselves to believe is that the the president has more power than he does you know and that like we blame him for everything and same with Biden you know we blame him for everything and and you know, there's so much that, but there's so much that they can do. You know, like yeah, could he have sent in the national guard in certain areas? Sure, but you know, you still have to deal with. Um, well, I saw know, having... insurrection all summer long, and sure. he did nothing. Yeah. He no, let an insurrection happen, an infiltration. You know, a demoralized yeah. us all summer. That was terrorism, really, is what yeah. that is. Yeah, it really was. You know, I don't want to you know? sugarcoat any of that. That pissed me off. Yeah. You know, and the only one that had any kind of balls was that Cal Rittenhouse. Yeah. And, he and you know, and he spot. shot three black guys dead, and they oh, were all right. running for city black, council. I think they were all Jewish. Too, <laughs> yeah, they were black Jews. They actually were all Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> He was wearing a, uh, a Hitler Nazi youth uniform, um, I hear. Uh, right. He was zig-hailing. That's the famous picture of him. He was zig-hailing. Um, I think he had a noose. And I think he also said this is MAGA country when he shot those guys. I yeah, and he had a rebel flag uh, yeah. cape. And he had a swastika tattoo on his forearm. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about all that. An AK-47. Yeah, an AK-47 and a rocket launcher. He <laughs> shot one of them with a rocket launcher. Uh, seemingly, because he blew that fucking dude's arm off, man. That, that was, was just... Oh! You know, <laughs> I am a capable shooter, and I do not even think for a moment I could have pulled off what that kid did at 17. Even on my best day, I don't know if I could have done that. I would have probably shot him full-on body mass or something. But oh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, have I missed him, but... I. Um, I don't know. I don't know yeah, if I could have done. Yeah, all day, all day. But um, at seventeen. Whew. 
But I also would have, I'll be honest, I would have fucking been pointing my gun at other people. Like, he got, he got, um, like they were trying to accuse him of. If I was running and that crowd started doing that shit, I would have fucking stopped right dead in my tracks and started pointing that gun at people. Fuck off, you know? I might have even shot a couple times into the fucking, either the ground or the, the air, try to, try to find some fucking dirt. You know, they start, that crowd starts, um, closing in on you, man. I mean, he did everything right. He got out of it, you know, but just by the hairs of his chinny chin chin, um, I don't think I would have got out of it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. And I had training. I never had anything like that. I was in and out before anything happened anyway. And, uh, but I never would have took that weapon, honestly, out in the street, or I wouldn't have been there at 17. Well, Unless yeah, I was with a couple a buddies of mine looking for trouble to go punch a couple hippies. Yeah, I see. That's why I never really wanted to go out to any rallies or anything. I mean, I, I kind of did. I wanted to see what a Trump rally was like, but at the same time, I knew what what would await me there, and I know how I am. And, yeah, well, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse wasn't at a uh, Trump rally. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, to any event like that, like that was, you know, kind of a, a to, to an effect. I mean, it was a. It was a protest by the left, you know, and people on the right would go out and just as they did there. Not that I'm saying that he went out there for political reasons, but you know, that was a reason that I didn't go out to any any events or political whatever. I fucking we had BLM right down the street on the corner from my house, you know. If I went down there, it would have been a fight. I know it would have been because I'm not. I I will not allow myself to be spit on. I won't allow for anybody to fucking touch me. You know, it's going to be a fist fight. Um, <clears throat> shit, I have a hard enough time dealing with people running their mouth at me, let alone, you know, touching me. I live so. down in Florida, and there is always a Florida man somewhere. And, yeah. You know, BLM, Antifa, it don't matter. We got Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> so I did see some, but they would be like on the street corners out of the way. Because yeah. <laughs> Florida man would have run over him, or <laughs> well, and the same with that. Like I wouldn't have. And you got the I right would've... to do that here in Florida. You can stand your ground. Yeah. yeah, we. I don't. I don't know if we have that right here. Again, something that I didn't. I just assumed. You know what? I'll stay away from this. I'll stay away from it because I know how I am. So, um, but I think you're right on that. But. You know, he did find himself in a pretty bad spot. But, yeah, I mean, Trump could have made a bigger deal about shit, too. You know, I mean, it, so the thing is, it's okay to critique Trump if you're a Trump supporter. I'm a Trump supporter. I want to see what a second term looks like, you know, um, if I'm looking at the at the landscape in, in reality. You know, you've got Trump as the forefront, and then you've got kind of this uh, uh, DeSantis... You know, push. And I keep going. No, y'all just leave him out of it. Yeah, I leave mean, him out of it because uh, I like him right here where he's at. I like him right there too, man. Florida's doing great. Keep him where he's at. But if you're gonna do anything, make him the vice president. I've heard people go, "Oh, you can't do that." Fuck off. He can't do it. If if he can run for president, he sure as shit can be the vice president. You know, and then you've got four years with him. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, four years with him as vice president and then he's a fucking shoe-in for president now you got another eight years of DeSantis doing good shit for the country or at least that's what I would hope you know I don't know the man I've never sat down and smoked a joint with him <laughs> well but um that's if you know somebody else is counting the votes 
Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh but that's that's the, the landscape right now. I I think that Rand Paul would be a better president. I thought he would be a better president back then, but he lost, you know, to the popular the the popularity contest, which is a sad state of affairs, you know. I think if we're going to do some shit to change up the country, which I'll also say this because I know I've been ta- I've talked about this uh, a possible civil war. Um, I like I wanted point, Ben Carson to be president. Ben Carson was just a kind of cool dude. I like I liked his I love his story. <clears throat> you know, well I liked it. I, one of my liberal friends was like, "Well, he took some guy," and I was like, "I know, I know. Look at him." <laughs> you know, because people are like, well, he's kind of like a lump, or I'm like, no, that dude's just, he will choke you. Like, <laughs> he almost killed his mom, didn't he? With a with a knife or whatever. He, dude, he grew up in Detroit, man. There's he has of- some issues there, you know, but then he yeah. went to Johns Hopkins yeah, and uh, a brain, surgeon. brain surgeon and invented ways. I'm, cause somebody else was like, he's just stupid. I'm like, no, well. You know, I would agree with you ninety percent of the time, but not this time. No, that man, he overcame some shit. Let me tell you, fucking Detroit is not a, an easy or nice place to grow up in. Oh, and he would have been in it when it was a real hood, I would imagine. I mean, it's a real hood now too. Shit, it ain't, it ain't changed much since the fifties. I know my dad went up there as a steel worker about 67, 68, 69. uh, But he remembered seeing, he he saw Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band playing in bars around there. Oh, yeah. That's what he said. I'm like, cool. But it was a uh, rough, 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 rough place. Yeah, and it's dirty. (laughs) It's dirty. Even downtown is dirty. Stinks. Um, It's not a good city. I, I saw again fucking short. Those shorts are dangerous, dude. I will sit there and watch that shit for an hour or so before I'm finally like, golly, it's already been two hours. I gotta get up and do some shit. But I saw a short about a guy asked um, where you know about cities or whatever where he was from. It was just like a man on the street question, and he was like, oh yeah, Detroit. And he was like, is Detroit a good or bad place? And he was like, well, I think it's a good place, and you know, it's just it's different because. You know, there's certain spots that you go that are like incredible. Downtown isn't, and he was like, "Well, I, but I'm talking about downtown, and downtown is nice and it's clean and it's this, that, and the other. It's you know what people have heard about Detroit is is the the sub or the the not the suburbs, the outer parts of it. And it's like, no, oh, if I could have been there, I'd have been. You lying motherfucker, you fucking pussy. No, Detroit is a shithole." Downtown is also a shithole. You will still find abandoned buildings downtown. Shit, the fucking train station, which is one of the most iconic and and uh, oldest uh, buildings in Detroit, is still abandoned. I can't. Even, I think they're tearing it down or they're finally uh, re redoing it. But you still have abandoned buildings downtown. Detroit is a fucking terrible city. It's shit. It's been ran by Democrats for over seventy years. They've run that shit into the ground. They blame white people for white flight. They blame all sorts of shit. They vote <clears> Democrat. <throat> they had Kwame Kilpatrick run through that fucking place and run it dry. Detroit is a shit city to live in. It is terrible. And 
the fucking apathy of those people that live in Detroit, and then they bring it out into the other parts of the fucking all the suburbs and shit. It's just not a good city. Oh, it needs dude, to, it, they come all the way to my hometown. My hometown is we call that like little Detroit. No shit. No shit. And I remember working at this hotel. I'm a night audit guy. This black dude from Detroit, which I automatically assume was a crack dealer when he wanted to pay with cash. <laughs> right so uh, I like overcharged him a lot and pocketed it you know because really okay. dude you want to stay here rock stars stay here when they come to town <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be a rock star we're going to charge you like a rock style well he would come in occasionally and I would overcharge him occasionally well all the time and then he would tip me this is kind of funny but then one day after i got done doing my auditing i would go and smoke some pot and i had the best pot in, uh, in the world at that time in my life for three years but uh i just got finished smoking a couple oneies out of it and i was blown out of my head and uh, was walked back behind the counter at this local holiday inn downtown and uh big old building anyway out of nowhere, like some dude, just hippie, dirty, hippie-looking dude is standing in front of me or on the other side of the counter, and he's got this badge coming around his neck hanging there, and he's like, hey, man, Huntington Vice, I want to know where blah, blah, what room is he in? Oh, and shit. And that's my brother, right? That's my, my Detroit hookup yeah. for a while. And I knew exactly who he was talking about. <laughs> I was oh, like, well, shit. Dude. Yeah. I was like, dude, uh... I can't tell you what room he's in. That's what, <laughs> you got to do more than that. Sorry. <laughs> and he's like, I'll be back. And I was like, I'll be here. <laughs> you know, I walked over and dialed dude's room back in my little hidden office where nobody could see me. And he answered. And I was like, you got to go. He's like, thank you, man. <laughs> Yeah, here's a heads up. Get the fuck out of town. Here's your reason why you got charged so much, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you get. Yeah, and dude came back and they went up. He yeah. had everything he needed at that point. And I was like, okay, there you go. Yeah, well, here's they a... just need a warrant, right? Yeah. Well, he came yeah. back with some paperwork, but, you know, it had been a few minutes. Right. Enough time you know, to... They should have had people outside, but this was a big place, and we had a lot of exits. Yeah. So. And we had security there, too. But, of course, old security dude knew. Yeah. So, actually, I remember, you know, I buy him lunch. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Detroit is uh, it's just not good, man. You know? And it's being... It, it has been, or had been, um, kind of propped up by uh the the big three chrysler gm and and ford um i'd argue that they still are, have propped them up um along with a few other things i mean there was a an attempt i don't know how well it's still going by the uh the oh shit what do you call the 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 hipsters um like what they did in williamsport and um is it williamsport and uh, gentrifying yeah um, they've they've tried doing that in Detroit. It ain't gonna work. Detroit is a lost cause. <laughs> people figure that shit out, the better. Um, 
And it ain't got nothing to do for anybody that's like, oh, you're doing it because of race. It ain't got shit to do with race. It's got everything to do with the government. Every single bit. The government stops giving people money and lights that fire under their ass and say, hey, you got to take care of yourself. You'll see something change. Uh, they bring in enough police. Not that I'm a, a fan of agents of the state, but shit, man. <laughs> what else are you supposed to do? Uh, we're going to have a government there. What else are you supposed to do about all the crime? Detroit, I, I've talked about it when I worked as an EMT, seeing a fucking guy walk in with a gunshot to his face. You know, that's a regular. That is a regular thing that happens every day. They just don't report on it. The reason you don't know it is because they just don't report on it all the time. They report on some stuff, but they don't report on I mean, it's there's a lot of shit that doesn't even get told. There's a, a part of... of uh, the Detroit black culture, which is, and, and I know this is a part of many cities' culture. And again, this has to do with also being a city. In a city, you have apathy because you have so many people. Given Detroit is a large geographical city, but a small population city. Uh, but there is a culture of not, not snitching, not telling the cops. Uh, I think we talked about it before. The, uh, the percentage of murders that go unsolved in Detroit. Yep. That shit, there's there's a percentage of murders that the cops don't even know about <laughs> in fucking Detroit, man. Right. I was just I was just watching um, a documentary on the Texas killing fields um, the other day and it's about this area in Texas where I forget the city, um, where it's just a large, you know, acres upon acres of field, and it's like they kept saying it's the perfect spot to dump a body, and I'm like, holy shit, that's all of Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> that's every bit of Detroit. Um, and it, you know what, the Texas killing fields, I feel like because it was like back in the I think shit 70s, 80s, 90s, something like that. I think that's what uh, the <clears throat> first season of True Detective was based off of. <clears throat> It might have been. The Yellow King and all that. It might have been. Yeah. Might have been. Might have I been. remember I was just in like the 90s seeing a video of Detroit and like the burbs of like whole neighborhoods that were emptied out pretty much. Yeah. I'm like, what? Is that real? <laughs> Can I go oh, buy man. all that? <laughs> when you hear me car casting, um, I remember looking it up one day. I was like, I wonder... I wonder what the lowest lowest cost of a house is out in Detroit. And I looked it up. I am not shitting you. It was $100. I looked it up again, not because of inflation. <laughs> I looked it up again, um, I want to say about six months ago or so. And it was, I think the lowest I could find anything was $2,500. $2,500 you can buy yourself a house in Detroit. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it at all. Because they had this big thing about the water bills and and those I dude it's not like a forty dollar water bill it's a it's like five six maybe even up to like ten to twenty thousand dollars in water bill for a single house out in Detroit it's uh, it's insane um how how high some of these water bills are but uh yeah it's it's just you know I've I've thought about like not that I would want. Uh, Bill Gates touching anything, but if uh, let's say uh, Musk, like Elon Musk, somebody that has that much money could come into Detroit. What you do is you you um, 
right off the bat, you if you want to make Detroit a better city, right off the bat, you have to hire security, you have to hire police. Right off the bat, that's the first thing you got to do. RoboCop was filmed. RoboCop would would or was uh, from or in supposedly yeah, in the future. It was. It was supposed to be in Detroit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. But it, it, the thing that they got wrong is it's not going to be some white guy running a gang out in Detroit. Um, oh, it's going to yeah. be a black guy for sure. Well, that was uh, red, man. Come on. Now. Yeah, that was red, dude. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Before we've met Foreman's mom. Yeah, yeah. And we don't – oh, dude. Oh, it's so sad that DB isn't on this podcast. He'd love it because he, uh, he talks about that TV show. I'd buy that for a dollar. Fucking says that all the time. Um, but uh, yeah, you'd have to get security. You'd have to get police to come in and take care of the crime. You have to, you have to cut that down right away. Once you can do that, then you start uh, leveling all of the um, uh, what do they call the houses that need to be leveled? I can't think of names. I can't think of terms. Whatever. Um, any any abandoned house that can't be um, cheaply refinished I guess demolished for somebody to move in. demolished yeah it needs to be demolished so you demolish all of those um, for any areas that you're going to rezone for whatever business or whatnot then you know you pay people a decent amount for their house you build up other places that they can go live that are nice uh, and then and then you open it up for business to come in that's how you do it and you got to get the big businesses you can't have some mom and pop stores mom and pop stores aren't going to save Detroit Detroit can only if if you want to save uh, uh, save Detroit, make it a better city. That's what you got to do. Anything else isn't going to work. In any other way, it isn't going to work. You can't bring in business first and then expect you know them to survive. The crime is going to fucking chase them all out as it has. Um, Detroit is a dangerous city, but it's also the government. I'm sorry. Let me let me call it back before <laughs> you hire the police. You got to get the Democrats out. The Democrats are just going to keep fucking shit up. They are terrible at running cities. Um, they just keep tax. I mean, it, Detroit's got a city tax. Do they have a city tax down there in any of the major cities? Orlando or anything like that? Mm, nothing I know of, but my, my hometown, little Detroit, it does. They got tax on everything. You got a city tax? <clears throat> Being a Gee. tax on businesses. <clears throat> Yeah, it's crazy. But like a city tax, like you would have a state tax. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just yeah, they, Florida uh, doesn't have a state tax, do they? No. <clears throat> but they have city taxes? No, not in Florida. Back in little Detroit. Oh, they, I see what you're saying. They even got a rainwater tax, dude. Separate yeah. water and sewer. Yeah. Well, so that goes back, and that was the point that I, I had, the, the train of thought that I had, I had lost earlier was with Yellowstone is um, the uh, the amount of government regulation and government involvement, you know, and all the different types of taxes um, that we have that it's just like, why would you ever start your own business? Why would you ever become a farmer? I mean, the you know, when we started this nation, I think farmers were over 85% of the population. Now it's down to what? I think 23 is the number that's speaking out in my head right now. Um, That'd be amazing. But I think it's even, that would be amazing. I think it's actually closer to like 15 to 18%. 
of uh, our population. It's farmers. frightening and, how we're losing them. Yeah. Yes, it is. And that's how they get to have Monsanto um, and other companies run the, the food in this country. You know, it should all be farmers that are selling to Kroger or Aldi's or Meyer, or, you know, or whatever, Piggly Wiggly or whatever grocery store that you have in your, your hometown. That should all be local produce. I mean, not all, but majority should be local produce. Yeah, but the those people, lobbyists and the our people there in office regulate things. So just like Monsanto's will be making all the money, not all the little pie going out to mom and pops. Yeah. Now they regulate them right out of business. You know, they price them out. Yep. Oh, for sure. That's how you get Walmart that takes over. And, um, maybe I need to adjust the beginning of this podcast just a little bit, tweak it just a little bit. Now, certainly when it comes to what's being foisted upon men, um, you know, is not great and men need to stand up and be men and it is in part our fault for not being that and, and uh, you know, I'm not saying that all men just sat around and, and allowed for their, you know, the world to go to shit. And I'm not, I don't want to blame femininity um, in terms of liberalism, but what I want to tweak about it is to say that liberalism was the vehicle that was used and that vehicle is a feminine vehicle it's a pink uh, Volkswagen Beetle from 2002 that's the vehicle <laughs> a little fucking gay ass it's got a it's got an equal sign on the window on the side on the passenger back seat window coexist. it's got a bumper sticker that says coexist <laughs> fucking faggoty ass little vehicle that's what they that's what they're driving in this shit with um, because outside of that then you have the the opportunists the elitist opportunists who um, they they saw that as the way to condition um, the population into becoming far weaker um, women are the fairer sex they are the weaker sex in terms of physicality and women shouldn't be insulted by that. Um, there is empowerment, real empowerment, not this bullshit boss bitch, you know, boss chick, whatever, you know, slogans that they have today. That is not empowerment. Real empowerment is being a woman. And look at what has happened. Now you have trannies. Now you have men who are better women than women, supposedly, from the left. And they're cutting you out of shit. They're cutting you out of your competitions. You know, they're making you compete against men, and they are fucking you up. Well, these women need to man up. <laughs> yeah, you know, men need it. The fathers. I can't, dude. If I ever now, this is the thing: is that when kids are real young, like my son played on soccer teams that were um, co-ed, right? So there are some little girls out there. They didn't do as good as the boys, you know. But you know, as you try and coach them, you try and get them in the right position. Sometimes they would, some most times they didn't. But they're also pre-pubescent. Once you hit puberty, uh, muscle musculature changes in men, and they become far stronger than ladies. Um, 
and then you really start to see the difference. And that's why you got that fruitcake that uh, decided to, to become a woman and started beating the shit out of women named uh, something Fox. Shit, what was his name? Something Fox. If I had a multiple choice in front of me, I'd remember it. But he, uh, he decided he was a woman. He fucking fathered a child with a woman. He, he had a boner for a girl, stuck it in a girl until they made a baby and made a baby. And then after that, he decided, I'm going to be a woman. Fallon Fox. That's who it was. And they actually, and this, I think this was, was it Bellator? Or I should be mad at Scott Coker, who runs Bellator, not UFC. <clears throat> and they allowed for him to go in and beat the holy hell out of women. He broke, I think, two women's skulls. That's how bad he beat these poor girls. <clears throat> yeah, so, that ain't right. That ain't right. But... I, as a father, once my, my daughter gets into puberty, outside of like, you know, I don't know, if she gets real good at soccer and they're like, hey, can you come kick the football at our games or, you know, whatever. But even then, I'd be like, where the fuck are your men? Why aren't you looking at well, the look, soccer guy? If somebody did that to my sister and I don't care who it was, I'm going to beat their ass. Oh, I'm going to find them. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to beat the holy hell out of them. As always, I set that rule a long time ago. Good luck sleeping with your house on fire, fuckface. Ha! <laughs> um, but no, I mean that's it, it, especially in these high school sports. Like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna cause, I'm gonna go to jail. <laughs> I'm gonna go to jail if I see some little fucking boy out there pretending to be a girl and uh, you know roughing girls up. If I'm at my daughter's whatever you know uh, sport outing and I see that I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to hold back and I'm not going to want to and that's a good thing for men for real men to stand up and go this isn't right you know it's what we should have been doing a long time ago we just got lulled into it you know we had pretty girls come through and, and talk us into it at times and, and all sorts of other shit you know <clears throat> but what are you going to do you know I've got I've got answers to some big questions Big answers to some big questions. Well, I, I recommend being a bad dog. There you go. Okay. Nice. I like how you rolled that in there. Be a bad dog. And, and, and speaking of, there was something I was uh, wanting to... Uh, I heard somebody who was... It was uh, b -b 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 Basil and Gons. And uh, they had brought up, and this happened... I've got it from Fox from December 22nd of 22. Pope Francis warns Vatican staff the devil, an elegant demon, lurks among them. We're going to have to talk about this on. So, dude. <laughs> I've got, actually, I didn't touch on any of my notes. I didn't look at not a one of my notes tonight. And there was some shit that I wanted to talk about. Uh, pope Rats, uh, Pope. Oh yeah, the Pope died. Vex Pope. Yeah, he died. It was Ratzinger before he became Pope. I can't remember his name. Francis. Uh, no, oh. that's the Pope now. Oh yeah, they uh, changed their name. They got to go. Yeah, they they got to put. Name. They got to get their their uh, porn name or their <laughs> their gangster <laughs> name. <laughs> um, he. <laughs> he. Uh, he, I'm, man, now I'm going to have to use that. <laughs> I'm stealing it. Uh, he, uh, I'm going to, next time I talk to um, 
the shadow priest, my my uh, my spiritual guide, my priest. Next time I talk to him, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and fit that one in there. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, he died, and then uh, there's a whole slew of other things I wanted to talk with you about. Oh, Biden didn't say anything. Anywho, so we'll talk about that on the next episode. Um, I have to get off. We're at an hour and a half, so um, it's, I got to do a couple more things before I can hit the hay. But uh, yeah, yeah, I would. I'll end with this: men, be more masculine. Don't be afraid of it, and don't be afraid of not getting pussy. Okay, you're gonna find that the good women um, are out there. You know, and it's not good women that just like real men around is a bad. Yeah, real good women like real good men. So be a real good man. And don't be afraid of your masculinity. And don't be afraid of women. And be bold. And uh, stand up. Yeah, stand up to pee. Stand up to pee, exactly. Um, Would you like to uh, plug yourself, good sir? Be a bad dog. If If you like to get a hold of me, you can do that at bad dog show at yahoo.com and you can hear me on the fringe radio network.com fringe radio network.com and he's also on facebook yeah i'm there and a few other places bad dog you can get a hold of me at metv1105 at gmail.com that is metv1105 at gmail.com you can uh, see the 13th installment of The Weapon. I just published that at theweaponbook.com. That is theweaponbook.com. And you can find me on any social networking platform with the exception of Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Just look me up, John Omerchata. For now, that's all, folks. Until next time, be accountable, be responsible, don't be a bitch-ass liberal. Later, buddy. Peace. <laughs>